Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. This is Father Christian from St. Mary's Episcopal Church here in Stewart, Florida. Uh, today, um, I do not have the rabbi next to me. He is um, with a family for a burial. Uh, and so in his place, or not in his place, but I was able to have um, our wonderful friend, Sheikh Shafayat, um, also an imam. Uh, an imam is a sheikh, is an imam, but teaches imams. He is back on the show for his third time, I believe. And uh, we are excited to have him back. So Sheikh, are you welcome back to the show? And are you ready to, to talk to us about what it's like to be Muslim um, during Christmas time in America? <laughs> All the time. That's a pleasure. Very interesting topic. Very realistic. Very practical. So we're going to learn a lot about what are the four ways that a Muslim can respond to uh, Christmas during this time. And uh, Sheikh Shafiat is going to break that down and what that looks like. And then we'll go even deeper to say, like, how do we all uh, respectively respond to uh, other holidays, religious holidays? And if you were invited to a religious holiday celebration or feast, or worship service, would you feel comfortable doing that? Why do we feel uncomfortable? Why do we feel threatened sometimes? How do we get past that? And what is the advantage of, of being able to uh, interact with the quote unquote other when it comes to uh, specifically here religion, but we'll get into what that means ethnically, racially, uh, sexually, we're, we're, we want to we uncover the fear that, that can rise up um, in our, as our walk as human beings, as fellow children of God. So let's get ready to rumble. Um, and please do subscribe to this podcast and leave a comment. We'd love to know what is on your mind that will influence future, future podcasts. All right, everyone, God bless you. And let's get ready for another podcast. Represent WSTU, since they probably regretted over allowing the show on the air in the first place. Nor do they represent Temple Bay Hayam or St. Mary's Episcopal Church, since they also wonder what the heck they did when they called these two men to lead their respective congregations. On that note, sit back, relax, grab your Bible or a Torah, and enjoy another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. Uh, today, we're gonna, it's going to be a priest and a sheikh, or if you're not familiar with that term, a priest and an imam. Um, Rabbi Durbin is off um, at a burial uh, doing what uh, we do as clergy with major life cycle events. Um, so today, it's going to be um, the third member of this wonderful triad of clergy. It's going to be Sheikh Shafayat will be returning to the show where we're just trying to ease him in. And so he will just be, be seduced by the radio show and <laughs> want to become a permanent member. So today, we're going to be talking with Sheikh Shafayat, an imam, um, down a little further south in Florida, who will be uh, will be talking about what do Muslims do during Christmas? Um, literally, what do they do? And then also, what what is it like to be um, in in a, in a predominantly Christian context with Christmas? And is there a way that 
that Muslims uh, with their children maybe wanting presents and like their friends are Christian, they want to be able to take part in this. Like, how do you deal with all that? So that's what we're going to be getting into. And then also what would be similar to a Christmas-like celebration for uh, Muslims as well. Um, so without further ado, let me bring on our wonderful recurring guest here who's joined us live in, in studios and live in uh, at the church, Sheikh Shafayat from Al-Hikamat Services. It is so great to have you back, my brother. Thank you very much for inviting me. It is a pleasure to be with you. We miss our Rabbi Durban today, but um, we understand he got his uh, uh, religious holy days and he is occupied, so we got to just get together and make the show go on, right? <laughs> this is right. This is right. And for all those who are watching us on Facebook Live, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Please leave any comments or questions you have that we can bring on the air, uh, particularly about um, Islam and around this holiday time. Uh, we have done a similar episode with uh, Judaism during this time and how Hanukkah came to be and rabbis talk to us how Hanukkah is not really that important of a holiday when, the, when in comparison to the other major feasts of the uh, Jewish uh, 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 faith. Um, but it was, it came in a time to say, well, what do we do during this time to, to um, so hard people are not just sitting around. I mean, we, we want to have something to celebrate and uh, Hanukkah has risen up um, from that. So, uh, so shake, um, let me, let me just start right off. <laughs> is there any, uh, religious day for or season for Muslims that is comparable or even in the same time frame as Christmas is for Christians? Well, basically, uh, I, are you getting my audio clearly there? Oh, yeah, man. You're, you're, you're loud and clear. Good. Beautiful. So basically, because Islam runs on what is called the lunar calendar, the lunar calendar, our holidays or holy days, as we would call it, uh, moves around throughout the year. Every year it moves up approximately 10 days earlier. So yes, we do have those um, uh, special religious uh, festivals uh, or celebrations as Christians do for their Christmas and Easter, etc., and Jews for Yom Kippur and Hanukkah, or what should we say, Chanukah. Eh? <laughs> Is that Hanukkah or Chanukah? I, I Hanukkah, doing, Hanukkah. Hanukkah, but I was doing some research where they said you can also say Chanukah, and I'm like, no, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. All right, well, we need, we need our, our friends on Facebook who, uh, <laughs> who are here to let us know if um, uh, what what is the proper way to pronounce to pronounce this? So please, let yeah, us I, I I think it's spelled C H A N U K A, but it's pronounced ha ha Hanukkah or Hanukkah. So excellent, whatever. So we have what is called the end of the holy month of fasting, yeah, which is called Ramadan, and after that, the next month begins. Um, the first day we have that grand uh, Eid al-Fitr celebration, which is the festival of the breaking of the fast. And that is really big. That is like how, I mean, I'm not saying it's equal because you know how this religious thing gets uh, uh, <laughs> the, our, 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 our hardcore Orthodox 
Muslims just as in Christianity and Judaism, if we misrepresent the terminology, they can say, well, hold up, hold up. It's not the same thing. But what I'm saying, you see my point, I'm yeah. saying that it is how it's been celebrated. I'm not saying that it's equal to it, but how it's been celebrated. Because Yom Kippur is a day of fasting and atonement. It's not necessarily the birthday of Moses or Solomon or Abraham, peace be upon them, like Christians commemorate and celebrate Christmas. So it's not the same equivalence of the birthday celebration of someone. But we're talking, based on your question, a celebration, a festival where people go the full nine yards to celebrate, commemorate, bring families, friends together. So we have what is called the Festival of Breaking of the Fast. And that's big, international, wherever. What is that again? It's the at the end of the month of fasting, which is the first day of the next month, the lunar calendar. Okay. It's, it's called Shawwal. The month of fasting is Ramadan. And then the month ends, 29 or 30 days. And the next month begins um, the first day. Then we have another one. So these are basically the two biggest festivals. And this is the one, the festival called Eid al-Adha, the festival of the sacrifice of Prophet Abraham. And we touched a little bit about that. And I, I think it was at the talk show at um, your church, St. Mary's Episcopal in, in, in Stuart. Eh? That's right. And, and so, so just, to, 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 just to review, there really isn't a, because I know with the lunar calendar, things change. But while if you're living in the States and you're surrounded by more of a Christian Western culture, there's, uh, and I say that because the Christian calendar is different in other parts of the world where Christmas doesn't happen until January. Um, so if, if you're here in December and you're an American and the schools, everything is all Christmas seniors gifts as a Muslim, there really isn't like your, your version of Hanukkah where you can say, well, we have this during this time. Uh, you, 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 right. Is that, is that correct? That usually during this month of December, there is not a Muslim feast or holiday for, uh, for Muslims to celebrate. There is not this year, 20. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> but, gotcha. But as I said, with the lunar calendar, sure. and every year the 10 days coming up, you know, it, 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 it moves up. There are days and there, I mean, there are years when these festivals may fall exactly on Christmas Day, the day before, the day after, a few days before, a few days after. So it's not that it, it doesn't happen. It could happen and it would happen. Okay, gotcha. Now, here's the other thing. Now, so as you, you're a Muslim leader and you are in charge, as I'm in charge of uh, uh, the parish where I'm at, I'm an associate there. I'm in charge for their pastoral and their spiritual formation. Um, so uh, I have the advantage, though, that wherever where they look, I'm actually trying to get them to look away from Christmas and just have them focus on the preparation for Christmas. Um, you're submerged in this Christmas time. And how, how do you, how do you, let me ask you a question. Do, do, is there a tension at all where maybe even the, the teens and the younger ones are wanting some form of to be involved with the Christmas culture? Uh, and they're maybe coming to you or other leaders in the mosque 
and saying, uh, I, we, we, want, we want something like this. All of our friends at school have this. And do we, can, I, can I take part in this? Is, is it wrong? Is it blasphemous if I do? Is there any cultural or religious tension during this time when you're pastoring to your people? Well, huh, very interesting question. That can put me on a serious spot. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, Let's get moving. And, and I, I really wish our rabbi friend was on the show oh, today. Yeah, I know. He, he would have definitely uh, pulled me out and balanced with me on this because before getting into the answer, uh, as we say, God willing, inshallah, you know, that's the Arabic terminology, inshallah, God willing. Mm -hmm. By the time we, uh, we finish with this show, you will be getting all these Arabic terminology. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. That's right. Alaikum. Yes. Alaikum. <laughs> you, you got it superb. Inshallah, God willing, etc. So just as the Jews, generally speaking, exactly like the Jews in America, and I need to say this because, um, I mean, social media, we can never tell the limit of social media. Who is listening to this show on Facebook, on radio, and uh, your podcast, etc.? So I may just say something that someone can easily misunderstand, because the question you ask me about how Muslims fit into the American society around Christmas time. So exactly, exactly, and I would really say exactly how the Jews, how the Jews in America fit into christmas time right yeah. that's basically what happens with the muslim community uh for example you have those jews and i don't want to get into uh what we call orthodox and reform etc but you got those jews and, and i'm using the reference of jews because most of our listeners on radio and facebook would definitely understand that you got jews who will have nothing to do with Christmas. Nothing, nothing, not even a light by accident. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And you got those Jews who fall into all the parties and they will celebrate and they will enjoy and they will commemorate and enjoy the holidays. You they, 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 they can culturally, they have enough confidence in their faith, right? I think, and I don't want to speak for the rabbi, but... Um, you, you, they, they have enough confidence in their faith where they can attend and maybe celebrate the cultural significance as an American with Christmas, but not feel like they are, they are mixing their hands with the Christian faith. Is that what you're saying? They, they, they can create that separation where they don't find it as an affront to their Judaism. Is that, is that where you're going with this? Yes. So similarly, in the Muslim communities, and I will go plural here, they are those and I mean, in all fairness to them, uh, Father Christian, a lot has to do with their upbringing, exposure to various cultures, uh, exposure to Christianity, etc. Based on their upbringing, they are those who would just find something else on Christmas Day to do. They may go to, to mosque, they may have uh, Islamic conferences. They will use those holidays or the holiday to have other activities um, religious activities sometimes and I, I mean I, I want to be very honest with you because I don't want our listeners again radio and social and, and Facebook can be very very interesting um, I don't want to misrepresent these people and misrepresent Islam so there are those who would 
deliberately have programs, functions, religious activities in the mosques in different places so they can bring their communities on these holidays, on Christmas Day, let's be direct, and get them away and have them into their uh, participation of different Islamic activities. So you got that category of people. So, so, so the where you, you, it, it, Christmas gives an opportunity to say, well, look, uh, the predominant Christian culture around us is all celebrating this birth of Jesus. Uh, so why don't we take this as a catalyst for us to galvanize and just to go deeper into our faith as well? Nothing to do with Christmas and the Christian walk, more like as Muslims. So this is a time where people are celebrating the birth of their savior. Let's take time to focus on our Islamic teachings. And so on that Christmas day, there might be conferences. Is that what you're saying? Or yes. Now, but so 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 then so though the people who make that decision wouldn't take wouldn't say because I can see where it's like Thanksgiving. You can say, well, you know, I don't even I'm not even aware of the history of Thanksgiving. I don't even know. All I know it's about family. We're gonna get together. We're gonna celebrate family. I don't know anything about the indigenous culture. I don't know anything about the uh, the folks who came over um, the Santa Maria. I mean, all that stuff. I just want to do family. Is there any Muslims who say, you know what? This has nothing to do with Jesus for me, but it is a family day. And this is when all our family comes in. Would, would that be a strange shaking hands with the Christian culture? Uh, it, it, would, would your congregants feel comfortable doing that? Or would that be strange? Because it's sort of like you're kind of celebrating Christmas. So I am I, I, I were about to mention that second group, that second category. Okay. Um, yes. So there are those, and I, I'm, I'm not just talking about my congregants here in Pendle Pines, Florida, around, but nationwide, nationwide, and sometimes worldwide, worldwide, uh, worldwide, we're talking about Muslims at this time. Um, there, there are some Muslims in some Muslim countries, they have no clue when it's even Christmas because of their cultural lifestyle and their settings. But yes, in America, as we are talking about America, there is that category who will say, all right, it's a holiday holiday weekend and especially with christmas now on december um on on the 25th on a saturday it gives you friday saturday sunday real time to have family bond you know they will use that opportunity like we at our darululum islamic institute we give the children vacation go you have free time spend with your yeah, go with your family, spend time at home. Uh, there are so many more opportunities around this these days, more availability in the supermarkets, in the, in the malls, in the shopping centers. You get things that you don't get throughout the year. You really get things that you don't get throughout the year. Um, once upon a time, you know, when I used to live in, 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 in Trinidad 30 years ago, 30 years ago in the Caribbean, there were certain nuts <laughs> And a certain brand of grapes and apples that you will not get except around Christmas time, you know. So what I'm saying is that they are that category of people now who will just, as you rightly said, like Thanksgiving, enjoy the holiday with their family and their friends. So that's a second category. Now we got the third category. So we got we got approximately four categories. Huh? Okay. One can, who- can, I, can I just interject and ask one quick question? Would it be strange, let's, you know, you and I are part of an interfaith relationship with Rabbi Durbin, if, would, would it be in poor taste if during this time, you know, Anastasia, my wife and I are out buying gifts for everyone, 
uh, for, for Christmas. And we bought a gift for you because we consider you part of our family, you're our friend. And then we brought a Christmas gift to you. Would that be in poor taste and not, um, could that be, or maybe not with you because you're an interfaith guy, but could that be to a, to a, a committed and dedicated Muslim be a, um, not be taken, not be the smartest decision and be slightly offensive or not considerate of their walk, where it may seem like I'm trying to lure you into the, the Christmas uh, way. <laughs> Well, it may and it may not for some other people based on their educational background and their cultural upbringing. But generally, um, me, I would celebrate it. I'll commemorate it because, you know, I got a history of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day being in churches and with Christian friends in their religious celebrations, having interfaith programs. I, you know, I have, I have been like that. I've been there many a churches, you know, it's only because of the pandemic we have not been around, but I would, we would be there for certain celebrations and, and, and representations of different faiths and at churches at the time of Christmas. We do that all the time. Every Christmas Eve, I would end up being in a church. <laughs> it's always some program. So I, I was about to tell you, uh, Father Christian, that you had that, that um, third category of people. We spoke about the first category who go inside, use the opportunity to educate their people on more Islamic activities. You got a second one who just gets involved in uh, the holidays and family time to bond like Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving. And then you got a third category of those people, like, like, like we were saying, who got Christian friends, who got Christian work, co-workers, classmates, you know what I'm saying? They will join with them. and They will be their guests because, remember, you asked me about our religious festivals. For our Eid and our Islamic festivals, we invite our non-Muslim friends to come across. Christians, Jews, different faiths to come by your home, eat, celebrate, and enjoy our day of festival. So similarly, you got that category of people who definitely understands that. And on Christmas holidays, they will go by their Christian neighbors and Christian friends when they invite them to enjoy a meal, uh, what I will call a halal drink. You know, it's a halal drink, mm-hmm. <laughs> a kosher drink, non-alcoholic. Something nice, something delicious, something you don't normally drink all the year because that's when people go and buy what they don't buy all year. It's a good thing to add to tell the audience. So do most Muslims drink alcohol? Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Most Muslims don't drink alcohol because Muslims are not allowed to drink alcohol. Muslims are not allowed to drink alcohol. And... um, uh, but I'm not saying Muslims don't drink. There are a lot of people who do drink. There are a lot of people who sell it. That's a whole different question. That might be a topic we could talk about with Rabbi, yourself, and me. Absolutely. Is that more from tradition or is that more from the Quran? Oh, from the Quran. It's, it's one of those hardcore laws in Islam that you are prohibited to drink alcohol. All gotcha. right. Um, so... So we spoke about the, f- the third group there, who go- who, that group that goes to their Christian friend's home and celebrate 
and just as the Christian friends will come to their home for Eid and for the Islamic festivals. Now, so that we understand, that's the, the real group, the natural one in America that takes place. Because listen, you got co-workers, classmates, neighbors, you invite them for your festival. It's only obvious if they invite you for their holiday that you would go by and partake of things that is halal. And I want to use the word halal. No pork, no alcohol. You know, you partake in the sweets, in the bread, in the food, whatever. Then you got that fifth category. No, fourth category. The fourth category is a group of people. It doesn't matter. They go the full nine yards and they celebrate the Christmas. They light up the trees. Oh, yeah, they got Muslims who got Christmas trees in their home. Uh, Father Christian, they probably got more expensive Christmas trees than you have. <laughs> I don't are know. They singing, are they singing the Christmas uh, songs? Well, listen, they do everything. They play Christmas songs. They do everything that regular Christians will bake and celebrate. Um, that, that's another, again, as I said, it's all about their upbringing. Now, I'm not telling you what, what has been done in Islam. We're talking about Muslims. There's a different thing to, with what the Quran says. Uh, we're talking about what Muslims do in America because I don't want to say here on Facebook and on radio that Muslims don't do this and boom, there is some Muslim all the way out in Washington who is celebrating with his U.S. congressman Christmas on the 25th and say, what is this shake guy talking about? Here we are together. You see my point? So there is that category who will just do everything that Christians even do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everything from the tree to the lights to their home it's all about their cultural upbringing their level of of lifestyle it has a lot to do and i I like the point you mentioned about um people understanding people understanding that they can affiliate and collaborate with their neighbors and their friends without being um what would you say? Without scooped up into different fates. Huh? Yeah, feeling threatened, you know, because it to me it, it comes down to just a I mean, listen, everyone's got to make the choice that they make that feels good in their heart and their walk with God. Whether you're a Jew, Muslim, Christian, wherever you are, on this show, we mainly focus on the Abrahamic faiths. But if, if I've gone in, and I'll, I'll admit it to you and I'll tell everyone, I've, I've walked into when I was in seminary, there was a mosque near the seminary. Uh-huh. One of our teachers in seminary um, was Muslim. So she would teach one of the electives on Islam. And so she told us, you know, part of your part of one of your assignments is to go to the mosque. And there was a, a mosque where you could just go. And so I go, you know, I'm, I'm Lebanese and sometimes I rock a beard. And when I'm on the sun, I get tan. And so I, I walk in and I, you know, I sometimes I have um, a uh, my um, kafia, you know. <laughs> and so I, everyone just assumes, I think, that I'm, that I'm Muslim. And I went in and I prayed and I just followed the guy next to me. Um, and I remember someone saying, you know, what did, did you find that uh, that was wrong that you did that? And I can say it can be wrong if if the neighbor next to me found it offensive that he found out that I was Christian, then sure, that was probably not the right choice. But for my own self, I I'm really confident in my faith in Jesus. And I believe in the one God and Allah. That's that's when you read the Bible in Arabic, they say Allah. So to me, I enjoyed the experience. It was very, uh, very contemplative. And I didn't feel as a threat to my faith. 
Um, but you know, actually now that I'm not have you on the show, I wonder if the guy next to me and the, the gentlemen all around me, if they found out that I was a Christian, if they would have found that offensive to them, which then that would have been a bad choice of mine. Um, well, as, as you said, with your beard and with your religious garb and your look, they probably thought that you were Arab from Saudi Arabia. Do you think that would have been offensive to them? No, 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 not really. Um, to be honest with you, um, all categories in Muslim communities. And I, I want to mention that because America is a really, really interesting country. It's so different to Saudi, Pakistan, Bangladesh, the Caribbean and other countries where a lot of people are just scooped up into their own culture and, exp- and uh, 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 limited to to other faiths and cultures and Christianity, etc. But in America, I mean, to a point, it's very wide and everybody understands. I mean, it's much wider than other countries, much wider Mm. because you've got so many people from so many different countries and so many different languages and so many different faiths and cultural backgrounds who live here in America that it opens up the minds of a lot of people in the environment so uh, hence there, there there would be a whole different style in america to other countries but right. based on your question based on your question every muslim and any muslim will welcome you being in the mosque will not feel offended in any way they would love that they will feel that brotherhood and that fraternity because uh, that is what is really um, expected for Muslims to welcome people to the mosque, come, feel at home. So in no way, that's going to be a problem. Honestly right. speaking, in no way, that's going to be a problem. So, actually, yeah, yeah, actually, actually, it is interesting how you may have exactly what you explained. Some people on, the, on, on your side who may wonder, hey, wow, what's going on with you? You want to pray in a mosque? So similarly, you have in the Muslim world, a Muslim might go, with a Christian friend for Christmas, and you may have that kind of Muslim who will say, hey, be careful you don't become a Christian after Christmas. Right. So, you know, it's all about people's education, understanding, and community relations development. All right, so this is, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, this is Good Has Where Again, we have Sheikh Shafayat here on the radio show, and he is discussing what uh, is the, uh, the, the the average Muslim experience in America during Christmas time. And then also, what is it like to just be taking part in other religious uh, services and celebrations you know, as a person of faith? Do you find it as a threat to your own faith, or are you in a place of confidence where you can walk into a Hindu temple? You can walk into a, a temple of uh, uh, in, in Stewart um, with their Jewish friends and, and just be fine and be okay with it because you, you're confident in your walk of faith or do you find that? Are you sensitive to that? Does that would, that would that really kind of freak you out or mess with you? These are the questions we're raising today but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Let's hear first from the people who sponsor the show to make this interfaith conversation continue to happen. Hey everyone, it's Evan Nine, producer of A Priest and a Rabbi. Thank you for tuning in and being part of this community. 
We love developing new partnerships with this podcast to help further the interfaith movement. To join us, please email Father Christian at yourfavoritechristian at gmail.com. You can have an advertisement right here on this podcast, which is currently heard across the USA and in 34 other countries. Thanks for being here, and do not forget to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening from. Now back to A Priest and a Rabbi. Welcome back to the award-winning Priest and a Rabbi radio show with Father Christian and Rabbi Durbin. Let's get ready for the second half of the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to part two of A Priest and a Rabbi. But today it's A Priest and an Imam or A Priest and a Sheikh. If you're not familiar, a Sheikh is someone who, who is an Imam who teaches Imam. So on this show, we don't we, we we go for the big dog. And so we went for the guy who teaches other imams, a Sheikh Shafayat, if you're just tuning in. Uh, just a reminder that this is also a podcast show. So it gets edited. So if you could always uh, listen to other shows, especially the Sheikh Shafayat has been a part of by going, just Googling a priest and a rabbi podcast. And also like our Facebook page, a priest and a rabbi uh, podcast on Facebook. And you can watch and actually see us live talking and other posts that we put up there about our show and the podcast itself. So Sheikh Shafayat, uh, we, we've been talking about what's it like being Muslim around Christmas time. We've, you talked about the four different responses that, uh, that Muslims could have uh, to being surrounded by a Christmas slash Christian culture. I do say Christmas slash Christian culture because sometimes the big difference between a Christmas culture and a Christian culture, um, one can just be surrounded by consumerism and one is surrounded by Jesus. Uh, so the, uh, so for you, and you, you showed the four, the four responses. Now, let me see if I was really listening. The first, the first response can be, this is an opportunity for us as Muslims to uh, attend a conference, gather together, go deeper into our faith and what it means to be a Muslim on Christmas day. The second part, well, the fourth part is to go all in and just enjoy it and just have a great time with your Christian friends, actually put up a tree, do gifts, and uh, maybe even imbibe, just, just in, enjoy it all. Um, the, 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 the third uh, response is to um, acknowledge it and maybe take the time with family and say, okay, our culture surrounding us is doing all this, this, this Christmas thing. We're not going to ignore it. We're going to enjoy the holiday, but we'll enjoy it just as family. We'll just be together as family. We'll have good food together. We have time off from work. And now I'm forgetting the last, the, 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 the I think it was a second one. What's that? What's the second response that the average well, Muslim has? Well, the second response is that, um, you know, you got those, that category of Muslims who invite Christians to their homes, their co-workers, mm. their co-workers, their classmates, their friends, their neighbors, to their homes for their Muslim celebrations. Okay. So therefore, when the Christian invites them, they will do and reciprocate equally and go to their homes, their friends, etc. You see what I'm saying? So th these are the kind of uh, communities we have around. And so the advantage, so the reason why we do this radio show is that here in Martin County, where we're located, uh, there, there's only uh, one temple here, and there's tons of churches. There's churches all over the place. Uh, so, and uh, the, the, the nearest mosque is, at one point, was like in a warehouse, and then it's, it's, there's nothing local. So we have this radio show to encourage this interfaith discussion. Uh, 
but if you're in a place like where you're near more, there's more density of people, you're near the city, um, there might be more opportunities at your work, at someone's workplace to be like, oh, uh, you get to know your friend who's Muslim, you might be a practicing Christian, and have, be curious. I mean, it's all about the holy curiosity and saying, tell me more about Eid and tell me more about these festivals you have. And then the next step would be, and this is my question to the listeners, would you as a Jew or Christian or any, wherever you are in your walk of faith, be comfortable attending a service, um, uh, particularly a, a Muslim service, if you have a friend there who can lead you or even by yourself, just showing up, what is your comfort level in doing that? And would, would you feel comfortable? Um, and uh, just let us know if you're on Facebook. I would love, love to hear your comment on that. Um, for you, Sheikh, knowing your congregants, do you get questions from your congregants being like, um, Sheikh, I, 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 I struggle because my children, I'm a dedicated Muslim, but my children, especially if it's the, the children are second generation, let's say the parents are first generation. Uh, first generation from outside of the states they come in here um they came from a predominantly muslim country and so now they're here and we all know how this goes the kids are just full-blown american and they're full-blown muslim but they're surrounded in this christmas culture and they want to do christmas do parents struggle with that of like how do i balance this and do they come to you looking for advice well you know as I tell students and <clears throat> people that ask me similar questions, I, I try to encourage people to educate themselves as much as they could. And what do I mean by educate themselves? Yes, if there are opportunities to go to the synagogue, the church, the temple, the wh wherever, the mandir, whatever religious institutions, I think that people should allow their children and their, um, themselves to go to these religious festivals because how will we learn? Many a times you may be taught about a religion from a social point of view in college, in the university, under social studies, you know, under social studies, you're studying about Christianity and Judaism and Buddhism and and, and, and Islam, but you really have no clue, no clue. And, and America tells you that you have so many people who went to colleges in America, universities in America, studied about Islam under social studies, but still have no clue on what is Islam, who are Muslims and what Islam is all about. So I encourage, I encourage people, Father Christian, to go. But Together with that, they need to study their own religion. They need to understand their own religion. They need to understand the Quran, you know, um, their beliefs, the lifestyle of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. So definitely when they go to other places, they will be able to understand the differences of practices, the differences of opinion, the different teachings they will be able to understand the commonalities between and among other faiths and Islam. Because if we are not exposed and are not, um, and don't expose ourselves and do not go to other 
um, religious institutions, how are we going to learn? And I want to back this up for any Muslim who is listening out there and may be a little critical of this statement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, listen, you got hardcore Jews and hardcore Christians who will tell you don't go to the Pentecostal church and don't go to the, 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 the Catholic church and don't go to the synagogue. So we do have those kind of Muslims. But I want to back my statement up. It's not just uh, Sheikh Shafiat's opinion. And I always try to use this verse. And that's why we refer to the scriptures. The Quran, chapter 49, verse 13. God Almighty tells us, synopsis, summary, that he created us, human beings, males and females, in different tribes and different nations. And definitely different tribes and different nations will tell us different people, different cultural upbringing, different beliefs, different lifestyle. All right. And then Allah says, God in the Quran says, Lita Arafu. And we, He's telling us, we should make that effort to understand the people, know people. Learn about them, understand them, people of other faiths, other cultures, other tribes, other nations. So we are technically commanded in the Quran to make that effort to learn about other people, faiths and cultures, celebrations. Because if we don't know about other celebrations and cultures, how are we going to know? You know, like I'm telling you, only a couple of days ago, I was going through the, the word of Hanukkah. And I'm like, listen, listen, I, I, I went through it. I see it spelled C-H-A-N-U-K-A-A, Chanukah. And I'm like, Chanukah? Doesn't make sense. So when I read and studied a little more, it said that the C-H should be pronounced like ha ha in Arabic, which is so interesting. You know, that H in, 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 in Hebrew is pronounced like H in Arabic. So like we run an organization called Al-Hikmat, as you see it there. You know, so Jews will say Al-Hikmat. They use it as the H. So that's where Chanuka is pronounced Chanuka, but is also used and pronounced Hanuka. So very much more Jews will tell you Chanuka. So if I did not go and study that, I could have made a fool out of myself saying that, yes, it should be pronounced Chanuka because it's spelled Chanuka. But it's spelled Chanukah, but pronounced Chanukah. You see my point? So, so, so similarly, that's just the word, the word, the word. Similarly, what about the lifestyle of people we live with, we study with, their neighbors, their co-workers, their, you know, employees, <clears throat> employers. I encourage people to educate yourself and to educate ourselves. We live in a very small world with internet and social media nowadays. Very small, very small. You know, we, we, we could see from, from the COVID, uh, I, I don't want to use a bad example. I don't want to use a bad example, but I want to use a real example. <laughs> and COVID is a real example. Coming out of China, as most scientists say, and hit the whole world in such a small time, in such a short period of time, something physical, physical was able to spread throughout the world generally speaking in such a short period of time and would have affected people so what about 
social media, something that you see, the understanding, the perception, you, you, you got a point, the understanding, the perception, not in physical, the message can really spread far and wide faster than COVID was able to spread physically in the world. So yeah. hence, people need to educate themselves, educate themselves. My reason for saying that, how could you live in America or anywhere else in the world, have non-Muslim friends, different religions, different faiths, different cultures, and not make the effort to know who they are, not understand their culture, their faith, their lifestyle. But the bottom line is we need to know who we are. And I love the point that you said, you know, you're a Christian, you know, your beliefs, but that doesn't stop you from coming to a mosque. That doesn't stop you from being a friend with me, an imam, a sheikh. That did not stop you from inviting me to your church. And that doesn't stop me from inviting you to our mosque and our center. And, you know, I'm looking very forward to having an a, a interfaith con conversation with you and the rabbi and myself at our Islamic center in Al-Hikmat and at the Darul Uloom Islamic center. We're going to broadcast it live. It doesn't stop us because if you know who you are, it is Islamic for us to know other people. God is telling us, to understand people, not put down people, not detest people, but my friends are Father Christian. If we don't know people and we don't understand who they are and we don't understand what they do, it will create a phobia in our minds. It will create a kind of phobia in our minds and we'll be afraid of the people. We'll detest the people. We'll be scared of everything they do. And we are the ones who will be corrupted in our minds. Mm -hmm. We are the ones who will be confused in our minds, corrupted in our minds, and we will blame the other people. <laughs> you see the point I'm getting at? No, I we do, yeah. The other people. That's right. And I think the best way to get over fear of the other is just go be with the other. So whatever that other is, whether it's a political other, whether it's a racial other, an ethnic other, a religious other, if there's a fear there, then go into the fear um, and, and then go ask questions and be with them. Now, your first, the first part, though, your first your uh, uh, coaching on this is know who you are first. Right? Yes, so I've worked with with folks who uh, from as a, from a spiritual counseling standpoint, who are really searching and seeking. And so they're trying to figure out who they are. They they maybe they're a Christian and then they go over to the temple they hang out there like maybe I'm a Jew. They're a surgeon. So they're going to be, you know, whoever gets them at the right time in the right place. That's probably the direction they're going to go. Um, but if you are really confident in who you are in your faith and you're, you're you've grown in your walk then 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 if you have these fears of the other whatever it may be i mean i've talked to some of the time and this is a whole other show of course but the, 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 the homophobia if wherever you stand especially religiously on on um, homosexuality that the if there's a fear of your of your brother or sister who is homosexual i would say that has more to do with you it has nothing to do with them then you know then you go spend some time Go hang out. Go ask questions in a respectful way. We need to grow. Whatever it is a lot, a lot the, the whole trans thing. A lot of people. I'll admit, I'm clueless. You know, I was born in '77. I have no idea. This is not part, but so I need to go because right now it's just a bunch of question marks. I need to go and hang out with uh, uh, colleagues and friends who would who would identify as trans and say, "Tell me more," because this is all new to me. Until then, it's a fear. It's there's an ignorance because I don't know, and I'm just regurgitating things that are coming off my head or from media. 
you need to go find it for yourself. So if there is a fear of Islam or Judaism or, or preconceived notions that are not too positive, go to the source. Unless you're fearful that you're going to become Muslim, become Jewish, come get like, then that's more about you. That's, 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 that's on you. That has nothing to do with the other. Because the Bible, I'll agree with you. I mean, I don't know the Quran, but I know the Bible. Taking care and loving and speaking with the foreigner, the alien is some of the translations. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty clear uh, for the, the invitation of community. Jesus consistently uses examples of be like this person. When he's saying this person, it is not the Jew. He is pointing outside of the tribe uh, and saying the Samaritan is the one you need to be like. The Samaritans were enemies. The Jews hated the Samaritans. But he's the one who says the Samaritan is the one who's figured it out. He's the one who's really walking the way of God. So we look to the other to become better who we are, you know, as Jews, Christians, Muslims. So I agree with you. It's, it's um, walk into the fear, walk into it. And I think that my, 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 my prayer for everyone is if who, whoever is the other right now in your heart and mind, what would it look like in the new year for you to form a relationship with that other? Pray to God, say, God, bring that other into my life somehow and help me to learn more. And I'm not saying you're going to agree with everything. Um, it might confirm what you're believing. I don't know. Uh, but there might be something really new that God's going to shine in your light. Um, and so that's why I'm so grateful for our conversation. I can't wait to go to your, to your mosque. And I'm sure folks who I bring, they might be a little weird. But once we get there, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of the weirdness will dissipate. And we'll walk away with a, with a new understanding and sense of community. But it's, it'll be different. It'll be strange, I'm sure. But I just can't wait for the food, personally. I can't wait for the seats that, that we're going to get uh, on your end because you're going to have this, this this mixture of Caribbean and Arabic food, which I am so excited about. <laughs> yes, listen, listen, and, and you will enjoy that. It will be so delicious. I'm really looking for that time. So I want to let you, um, in advance, ask you actually to talk to Rabbi and let's see what some convenient days. We may not tie down the date but let me know in advance. Uh, let, let's do that and put that in place. So when the new year begins, we have something like that. But let's see what days is more practical for you all. And then we'll tie down a date by us here in Hollywood, South Florida. We broadcast it live on Al Hikma TV and on your network, whatever. And we bring a rabbi, a priest and an imam together. But, you know, you were mentioning that point of removing that fear. Now, I'm not saying that I am able to do this, but the, an, an, an idea came to my mind. An idea came to my mind. You know, the storm and the hurricane, the guys to really understand a storm. Now, I, I don't think I'm brave enough to do this, uh, Father Christian. But let's talk about the, 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 the scientists and the guys who have the ability. They're going to fly into the storm. And I mean fly with an aircraft into the middle of the storm the eye of the hurricane to figure out and understand more about the hurricane. You and I, because we can't do that, we don't understand it. We can only listen to what we hear other people say. So as devastating as a hurricane may be, the people who educate us on the depth of the hurricane and how, how strong it is and how powerful it is are the people who go into the hurricane, fly into it with an aircraft, study it and understand it that's how they can educate us and that's a very 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 deep example so similarly i'm saying from an educational point of view if we don't get into other try to make the effort to know other people and understand other people we will never learn to be a better people we will live in that 
in that in that nightmare mentality. And the sad thing is we'll always think bad about other people when the bad is really us who don't mm. understand other mm. people. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you 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 model this and you 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 not only talk it, but you walk it, Sheikh Shafayat. So, so I love having you on the show. You yourself model interfaith work all the time. You are constantly breaking bread with the quote unquote other. Um, so I know that you have, you are a committed, committed Muslim man and you are committed to your faith and you are so grounded in your faith. You could walk into any house of worship and not find it as a threat or not find that it is going to challenge your own faith. Cause you're good. Like what can someone say that would challenge your belief as a Muslim? You're, you are grounded in in your faith so you can go and learn and become a better muslim and more grounded in islam while you converse with me a priest with a with rabbi durbin and with all the other interfaith folks that you that you talk with so it it helps us i think we revisit this notion all the time on the show that interfaith work makes us deeper and stronger in our own personal faith. I learned more about what it means to follow Jesus and to be committed to Jesus by being in a deep relationship with Sheikh Shafayat. Um, and I'm challenged by him in a really healthy way, in a good way. He opens up things to me. I have three sermons in my head now because of things that you've said today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the airplane going into it, going into the hurricane. Fantastic. All the stuff you talked about was, was just so good. So anyhow, we are, um, listen, we only got a couple minutes here. Um, I, I just want to end up with this. So if I invited you, I'm not saying I'm going to, but I just want to know for you personally, would you feel comfortable coming to a Christmas service if your schedule allowed at St. Mary's or, or would that be strange for you? Oh, I will. I have done it many times and I've already attended services in other churches. So I'm waiting for the invitation. As long okay, as we're right. available, we'll be there. Inshallah. Um, Inshallah, Inshallah, God willing. Inshallah, yes. God willing, God willing. All right, everyone. Well, uh, this is a. Uh, uh, we are so grateful to have Sheikh Shafayat. Uh, if you have wherever you are, um, go spend time. If you if there's a mosque near you, because I know we have predominantly a, a Judeo Christian uh, community here, uh, get out and um, visit one. If you have a, a Muslim friend, that's I think that's sometimes the easiest way. Is that you just say, "Hey, I want to learn more. Can you take me?" Because walking by yourself um, or whatever, whether it's a service or whether it's a teaching, uh, just just do it. So in the new year, walk into the fear. Be that plane that goes into the hurricane to learn more and to grow from it. Sheikh Shafayat, if people want to learn more about your teaching and your mosque, where can they find you? Easily. Check out YouTube. Just Google Al-Hikmat and they will get all about our Darul Uloom, Islamic Institute, Al-Hikmat TV. The whole nine yards. Very easy. That is A-L-A-L-H-I-K-M-A-T. Al-Hikmat. Al-Hikmat Islamic Network for all those who are And we are in South Florida, Federal Pines, Hollywood. All right, everyone. God bless you all. And we will see you next week here every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Please subscribe to the podcast and call the priest and rabbi and like us on Facebook as we continue our interfaith work and developing how we become closer to God by learning more about each other and the quote-unquote other. All right, my friends, peace be with you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you very much.